You are actually listening to the Harvest Trail podcast. I've chucked a cabber and fucking not pressed record. <laughs> you're going to have to do a bit of a recap, but essentially you're listening to musicians in cars drinking coffee as we're on our way to a bit of a jam. And we're just recapping what we've been up to and what the fuck we're going to be doing in jam today. Yeah, pretty much all we covered off was that we've been practicing super slow time, like literally half speed and then boosting the tempo be, uh, 10 BPM each time and uh, yeah locking in that muscle memory and the mechanics and stuff of what we're doing and yeah that's worked pretty well. That has and then yeah eventually when you're getting to full speed it feels weird the first time but then it kind of feels weird going slower again so you yeah, work up to it and it pays off. The other thing we were talking about was how you've been listening to the songs over and over and over and That's right. getting the structure nailed in your head and also in your brain. <laughs> yeah, that, that helps because, yeah, the for me, drumming isn't too hard in the same genre, like, you know, Claim the Throne versus Harvest Trail. There's not a lot of difference in the kind of beats I'd be playing. It's, yeah, more that structure and the tempo and locking all that shit in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, being an advocate of playing slow, I usually practice. So I've got this thing that Derek Roddy, do you remember ever seeing it? Like he put out an instructional burnt, no labeled DVD back in the fucking whatever, early 2000s. I don't, but tell me about it. It was like a couple of, um, fuck, a bit of a problem around here. Uh, there was a couple of like 10, 12 minute routines where, you know, you play tap 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 with your left hand tap 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 with your right hand so four and then after two minutes you go to six then eight then 12 16 and then you play single stroke roll for two minutes and so that was almost like a warm-up that I used to do but I I do it super slow and really focus on how the stick is in my hand and like the grip and all of the little finer movements that I'm doing and you can also do that on kick drums as well uh, but the weird thing, and that this is where jamming really helps for me, is if you don't play it at full speed, there's that extra weird thing that happens. Like there's a little click over in in the mechanics of your hands at a fast speed, but it's actually the it's maybe the stamina and the the stress of fuck. I'm just about to play a blast at 240 beats a minute. Um, there's no real way you can prep yourself for that without actually doing it. So, yeah, the reason I practice a lot at home is my practice pad setup. If I start ripping super fast, it kind of bounces around all over the place and okay. it's not really that great. We're going to start slow again today when we get there. Man, I reckon it is the perfect way to start because it's like, rather than saying let's jam on just ace for 10 minutes or sad but true. Um, playing one of the songs we're supposed to be learning um, and getting the structure down at a super slow pace but also getting warmed up. Are you finding that as a warm-up is helping a lot? Yeah, absolutely, definitely. What does scare me though is when eventually we go to play a gig and not be able to warm up in that same fashion. I guess you can just to yourself backstage or whatever. Our first song on the set list is War at Halftime. Oh, you reckon? <laughs> nah. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> but um, yeah, I did jam the other day with Battlesword Steelmaster, 
Oh yeah. Um, this time featuring Josh. Oh cool. That was great. He turned up. Um, yeah, and also arrived. Hmm. Man, bought a new base head. Right. A Mesa Boogie D800. I don't quite know if it's a bargain with Ash, but as someone who's currently in the market for a base head, um, fuck man, that thing sounds mint, hey. I was, I was fucking blown away. Wow. Like he had literally picked it up that afternoon and didn't really dial in any proper sound. And it still sounded fucking sick, dude. Yeah, right. So that's that's cool. But they retail about 1800 bucks. I think I've seen a few floating around for around the 1100 mark. But uh, most of them are from America, so. What cab's he got? He's got a heart key base cab. I think he had a heart key head as well. Yep. But he just wanted something smaller and easier to carry around. But uh, yeah, this, this mess of thing, man, it's fucking small. Smaller than a Kemper. Yep. Um, so you can take it on a plane in hand luggage awesome. easily. Um, it's got about that. Yeah, it's got one of those Class D power amps, which is like what makes it really small, solid state. So I did a bit of reading about it. The front end, the preamp is Mesa, and they actually outsourced the power amp from some other company and stuck it in there. So it's kind of like using a, a preamp pedal with one of those 44 Magnum pedals you've got, except it's just all neatly enclosed in one one head yeah pretty sick and also the power i think it's as low as 100 volts but it might actually be 120 but let's say it's 100 volts and all the way up to 240 so you could tour the world with that thing yeah pretty sweet cool um but yeah in terms of an actual base head bargain um if i if i had money that's that's the amp i'd buy i reckon mm -hmm. um but if i didn't have money which i don't i was looking at these galleon kruger heads and they are RB oh shit RB400 RB700 RB1001 and RB2001 and I think the 1001 is at a pretty good price point around sort of 700 to 900 second hand mm -hmm. same deal it's a very small as well uh yeah they're a single rack unit so not as compact no, by no means but um Sounds super sick, man. All solid state. Um, and what got me onto that was listening to that new Tool album, which we'll talk about on another blodge. Bass tone's pretty ripping. Yeah. And yeah, he uses the 2000 one, which there's no difference in the preamp between the 400 and the 2000. It's just the power section's bigger. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's one to keep your eye out on. I think I saw some of the, the 700 or whatever they are models for about 500 bucks. They're pretty, pretty sweet. Um, and being solid state, you can record with the prick too, like at home silently, just as a front end preamp for your bass tone, or reamp through it or whatever. Pretty sick. But yeah. So we're up to about five or six songs now that we'll be able to jam after today. Something like that. Yeah. Um, Go right, eh? Yeah, I think so. Cool, um, so you're getting pretty close. Yeah, definitely. I've got this spanner in the works of um, going to the US in like one week. That's <laughs> crept up, eh? So that's two weeks, another two weeks without a jam. Although we could jam next Saturday, right? We could. It is um, grand, grand final day. day and also monography day, so I'm just have to suss my availability, but might be able to do it. Yeah. Probably can. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm easy with that. I think um, the first few blowing the dust off were really good. I think this one will show us that we're doing okay and then a couple of weeks off again and smash back into it. Just about recording time, hopefully. Yeah. And I guess part of the value of what we've been doing is I'm hearing what accents and stuff you guys are doing on the mm. roofs and so that'll help me structure the drums a little better and it's sounding pretty clear in these rooms at Vision Studios. Yeah, it has. Two guitars and the drums and yeah, it's just been, I think, by me and Ian playing together so much before starting jamming probably has its benefits, whereas it might hopefully sound clearer for you um, without us trying to figure out our shit on the fly in the room. Yeah, I think that was the best thing about it is that guys were pretty set in what you were doing so when we were doing run-throughs it was I mean I could just ask questions and you guys could answer them without being too focused on oh fuck what is that riff kind of thing yeah so it's been pretty cool yeah um continental roll today afterwards absolutely <laughs> dude how good are those things I oh, keep going straight you gotta go through oh, the yeah. um, railway and then turn left got ya so, um, yeah, in a couple hours seems to be a decent amount of jam time. You don't want to overdo it when you're playing songs at 10 million BPM. Yeah. Um, so two to three hours has been pretty good. I think having multiple weeks off in a row might hurt slightly, but you reckon? We go. Yeah, could do. Uh, in the meantime, man, I've been pulled back and also uh, my old job required my services for a couple of weeks. And uh, the easiest way to get to and from there, from home, is to actually um, walk. What's this fucking moron doing? <laughs> Left here, not on the train tracks. Although, probably would help out. <laughs> yeah. Today's uh, the day. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been walking a lot, and I felt when I jumped on the kit for Battle Sword, I had a bit of extra stamina going on, so we'll see if that translates. Less that fuck, that's good. Absolutely, dude, and right here. Just wait till you come back from America, you should be in tip-top shape. Well, that is going to be a problem, but <laughs> Patrick Milley has a gym at his place, oh, so... I wouldn't waste your time, really. I am going to waste it, man. Really? Fuck yeah, absolutely. Go down, even 20 minutes in and out, just to fucking keep moving. Yeah. We did that in Vegas when we were on tour through there a couple of years ago. Me and Jim oh, yeah. went down to the um, gym a couple of times. Yeah. I've noticed that the two weeks off driving here has fucking left you like a bumbling moron. <laughs> left you. <laughs> Look at this. Oh, yeah, no rush, umbrella lady. Oh, what is this kind of She's like, yes, you may come into this driveway. Thanks. Thanks for helping me. And then he just reverses. Yeah. Fucking hell. Is that Ian's car? <laughs> is uh, it? Yeah, he's here. Yeah, he's he, beat us, he beat us off. We have arrived. Should we recap again afterwards? Yeah, we will. Alright, see you soon. Catch your pricks.
behaviour. Hungry and thirsty. Yeah, highlight of the jam after finishing and going to get Continental Roll from Swansea Markets. No, that was good fun. Good fun. What's this fucking shit? Oh, that's where I was playing the song from. Oh, right. There's a prick coming. And also... Yeah, that, that was a good one, man. I thought, holy shit, we're in a world of hurt because I forgot those headphones. Yeah. But, um... Until we said number one. Yeah, and about... the click going through. Yeah, okay. well, what I did is I uh, pulled off and also removed one of the speakers mm -hmm. from the wall mounts, sat it next to me, and I pumped the... Pumped the click just through the right channel of the PA only, and then um, the left channel was your vocals. And yep. so you guys, could you hear it while we were going? Uh, very lightly. Um, although I was too busy concentrating on being able to play the song at 270 BPM. Yeah, that oh, was hectic, eh? Um, Alright, continental roll in. Yeah, definitely. Alright, meet you back here. Uh, so did you go anti-pasto? Uh, or salad? Yeah, anti-pasto. I think next time I'll go the sneaky and salad and see what it's like. Yeah. For the time I'd probably go right here, dude. Would you? Yeah, cool. fucking oath. Makes so, it easier getting out of the prick hole. <laughs> yeah, good drumming today. Oh, oh thanks, well. mate. Sounded real fucking tight on that little kit and also um, well played. I'd say good guitaring, but I can't hear fucking anything yeah. anymore. Ears exploded. <laughs> um, but yeah, all seemed pretty good. Oh, I've really fucked us here, but that's alright. Turn left. Yeah. Just go a different way home. Yeah, um, that first song we did. Uh, oh, actually, no, no, no. Yeah. The, sorry, the second song. The first one we did was turn right. okay. Yeah, turn right. And um, got through it all cool, slowly ramped up, and when we got to full speed, I was like, oh, this isn't, like, it's full on, it's not too bad. That second song, yeah. got to full speed, I, I thought we were joking around 20 yeah. beats a minute shy of the 250. Oh, actually, yeah, I was expecting that first one to be a lot harder, and also more difficult, but, yeah, as it turned out, definitely the second one, and then the third one we just nailed pretty, pretty yeah. sweet, because we've been jamming that before, yeah. back in the bedroom days sessions. Yeah, i got to say I'm enjoying actually jamming in a studio because yep. you can beat the shit out of the kit and not really care too much. Mm -hmm. I think I was using super thin sticks and I remember I was putting like blankets over the ride cymbal and stuff. Yeah. Just to kind of Fun. Yeah, keep the noise down. But yeah, pretty cool man. I, I, I don't think now we're too far away from tracking, you know. No. Um, I guess we won't jam again for probably three or four weeks, depending on when you guys are away from Corona. Yeah. So four weeks. Um, yeah. One I'll more song to learn, and then the rest to relearn. I feel I'll have some time to just put in on the practice pad over the next sort of three weeks, which is good because um, I'm definitely feeling like a drummer again. That's for sure. Like that first jam back, I was like, fucking hell, it's so weird now. But, um, yeah, cuming together quite well. Yeah, I do like a daytime jam. Love it. Normally on a Saturday morning, I'd probably be trying to podge you anyway. Yeah. 
or you know like maybe trying to do some bullshit you know but so it feels a lot better to be at the same time usually about this time on a Saturday I'm just sitting down and having lunch and thinking oh now I should do something to the right fun no, I don't know where I am now can go right if you want but look at that ratty piece of shit basically get the fuck out of here Look at this shithead. Look at his pants. Yuck. Oh my god. Um, yeah, Ian's going well too. Real well, man. Um, that's good fun. Yeah, whenever we have a bass player, I'm going to feel bad for them that they didn't get to go through this experience as we've had. Just that. Just taking our time, starting slow, lifting the speeds, nutting shit out. <laughs> it's been quite a pleasure. Yeah, and also it's been a good experience. That's true. That's one. I've got to tell you, man, it's it's a fucking wild turnout to be jamming something for the first time ever, a hundred beats a minute slower than what it's supposed <laughs> to be. Like that first song was halfway through, where I kind of actually figured out what the riffs you were playing were. Mm. So I didn't know. I just was instinctively playing drums. But yeah, I find once we get sort of to that midway point so maybe like 75% speed I think we're really all like comprehending all the sections and sounding like a song yep and then it's who the fuck knows after that <laughs> yeah and then I guess start playing in one after the next nine times in a row at full speed that's gonna that's be crazy challenging but it's fun playing something that pushes you, I guess. I yeah. feel pushed. Do you notice when you're getting that last sort of 10% from a full speed that you get a bit ratty and stuff? Yes and no. I don't feel ratty, but um, like Ian was saying, you start to lose your form a bit and something that you thought you'd be picking every note of, you end up doing one pick with a thousand hammer-ons and pull-offs um, and there'll be certain bits here where you sort of if you if you miss the next section the first note you're like ah oh, fuck now I've got to come in somehow and also join the riff halfway through um, but nah felt okay still I actually feel more natural at full speed than I do at some of those awkward like 30 ppm slower were you actually riding this shit at full speed yep Wow. Yeah, by riding, do you mean dragging in a Stephen Slade beat, recording some shit to it and just accepting it and moving forward? Then yes. Yeah, it doesn't really sound like that. When we play it slow, it, it sounds like it all flows and stuff. As opposed to like what I'd imagine a chuck this riff next to this riff kind of a bullshit would be. So I think you did well. But yeah, I think as soon as the drums kind of set up some of those transitions, it's going to be, yeah, I reckon it's going to be sick, dude. Mm. Weird with vocals. I can't believe you can sing that and play at the same time. It's insane. Practicing a bit. I don't bother when we're playing it slower, but it's to full speed. It's kind of good at the moment because the lyrics aren't really written or anything, so I can just practice singing along to what I'm playing and just get the uh, 
patterns in my head, I guess, a bit. We'll see what works or not before I lock any of it in. I think it's pretty crazy that Ian has delay going at all times. Yeah, what's that about? It works, I like it. Yeah, it does. It's really... quite a long delay. It's like a quarter note delay. Yeah. Very noticeable. Yeah, but it's, it's very low. Um, it's only noticeable once he stops playing. But, yeah, he said he does it just for some ambience, which is fucking wild. Yeah. But uh, it sounds clean as a whistle when he's playing. It does. I like that the two guitars are so distinctly different sounding. Yeah. That was that thing I was watching on the um, cattle decapitation, right? When he talked about the guitar recording, he goes, like, usually when I track guitars, I'd use the same guitar for left and right and basically the same whole rig but um you know on this one I found that they you know both guitarists chose axes that intonated quite well mm-hmm. and I was thinking like no wonder sort of modern metal is I wouldn't say getting boring but it, it is starting to sound a little bit more mono like unless you've got separated guitar parts where you can distinctly tell they're different um, yeah, it kind of just sounds like one guitar. Do you find that? Yeah, I would yeah. say yes, a lot of the time. And um, I reckon people, myself included, are kind of scared to have a different sort of character of tone on left and right. Like, the idea being that it might sound unbalanced. But, um... Yeah, I like that Ian keeps bringing up Decade of Aggression, because that is yeah. such an example of just having distinct sounding... Guitar, so each guitar is its own instrument, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's going to be cool. And I experimented on the nine-foot recording with... Yeah, okay, it was the same guitar left and right and actually the same amp and cab left and right. But uh, I used... We actually used two different cabs and multiple mics. And so on the left side, I kind of accentuated a certain two mics and on the right, I accentuated the other two. And I found that that just that, that sort of slight difference in character straight through, slight difference in character, it helps just widen it a hell of a lot. And I think especially when you guys are playing different straight parts to each other, um, yeah, I think it's going to sound really split apart and also good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shout out to my friend Razor Ray. Oh yeah, the Lily Marsh stand we've just seen. Yeah, yeah. driving past the Wacker. Um, and also the local cricket ground of Western Australia. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. What do you do after jam? Do you shower, wash your nuts off, or...? Nah, I showered before jam, actually, and don't really work up a sweat, surprisingly. Uh, but I ain't no drummer. Straight. Ah, uh, right, right, sorry. Sorry, I gave um, you a bit of the Sabri flick then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see that guy, didn't his um, van break down? Yeah, it did. You know, Roy uploaded to the Spherical Dropbox a song called Broken Down <laughs> as a tribute to Sabri, I think. Yeah. Nice stuff. <laughs> Hilarious. I was pondering the idea, I've already decided against it, but was pondering the idea of sending a few of these demos tracks into that um, whack and metal bat- battle oh yeah big thing um, 
but one Y to I'm meant to be judging a portion of it and it's a hornography show so not entirely appropriate so how hold, hold on <clears throat> what the fuck is it a worldwide comp they have um it's been going on for years there's like a local uh, metal stage thing yeah. And um, they have one representative from all these different countries. Okay. Australia's never been in it before, but they'll have like a medal battle of Japan and a medal battle of Scotland and a medal battle of fucking Lithuania or whatever. And all these countries hold their own like band comp, essentially. Mm -hmm. And there'll be one winner from each country and then they all get flown to Wacken to perform on the, the medal battle stage or whatever it is. Get out. Which is an awesome opportunity to just get to go whacking for free, essentially. Yeah. But also play there, of course. They fly you there? Yeah, so I'm not quite sure how this Aussie one's going to work. It sounds slightly sus, but there'll be a gig in each city. And so whichever bands apply to play it, whoever does the initial judging will pick, I don't know six, eight bands or whatever it might be to perform at that, that city's event. I imagine the bands probably don't get paid for it. And then the winner of each city gets to play at the finals in Melbourne. Uh, but if someone in Perth wins, I think you have to pay for your flights to go to Melbourne and probably not get paid. Yeah. But then all of the money that's been made goes towards the winner getting mm -hmm. flown to Germany. Oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I think that's worth it. Yeah. And it's but a, there's on these yeah. real strict rules about you can't be an established band kind of thing, or you definitely can't be signed to a label. Yeah. Um, and I think they actually encourage newer bands with shitty demos and stuff, mm -hmm. rather than you don't want to submit your schmicko two-year-old album as an entry thing. So you submit Harvest Trail with those drums that are programmed at 900 BPM. Yeah. And they go, but the reason would be man. just to get a slot on the Perth show. Which you're running anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, you can't do that shit. No, but if I decided to, I could just step down from it and get whoever else to run it. Yeah. Smitty or we, Darren, fucking whoever. Right. Uh, so the thought crossed my mind, but nah, maybe next year. Yeah. But if nothing else, it's a cool gig to play, I guess. Perth would probably guarantee decent turnout. By the way, when you fucking go through these lights, yep. kind of, yeah, do that one. The, yeah, shit, dude. i tell you what. No, we'll go into this when we actually podge. So, fuck Tomorrow? I feel like cracking a goddamn beer right now, hey? Don't even mention it. <laughs> you want to? Kind of. I've got two wine Stefanens in the fridge if you're interested. I don't know. I've got to drive. Yeah, I've got to drive beer. too. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, and then after you get through here, you have to get in the left lane. Yeah. Yeah. And fucking what else? Yeah, not a lot else, man. Um album of the week yeah, get in this proof yeah I would say we'd do that tomorrow when we right. podge for sure but uh, yeah definitely album of the week so far has been Harvest Trail and that that's what I meant on the way there like 
just listening to that shit on repeat gave me the confidence to not care about the structure mm-hmm. while we were playing along. I know what you mean about that song now. There is just a couple of little bits enough to throw you off. Yeah. I'll think twice at least about what comes next. And also arrives. It's played. Yeah, pretty cool. And what do you think of that particular room of vision? Love it, actually. Room 12. Yeah, that's where I recorded the spherical drums with Al. looks a bit small when you walk in. Yeah. But it ain't. Like that... The live room's great and everything, but I think they've changed. Yeah, they've changed the pricing structure of that. So, last time we did the nine foot stuff there, they were charging a certain amount. It was quite cheap. And then when we recorded there last week with Bloody Poop, um, in that room, in that big big room. Oh yeah. They asked us to kind of get out by two o'clock. Normally they just let you kind of plough through until you're done. So they may have had a booking in there, but um, I was talking with Al and he was saying yeah they, they've changed something about there so it might be a case of just fuck it go to one of the cheaper rooms Like, and that one's a particularly good one because it's got a little bit of treatment um, so it just breaks up the parallel walls a touch and yeah with the furniture blankets that I can bring to sort of hang about the place uh, I think that might be the room, especially on the smaller kit. Sounded pretty fucking sick in there. Yeah, sounds really clear and everything. Yeah, and you know, tight. You don't want a lot of room sound for thrashiness. So, yeah, I think it'd be sick in there, dude. Yeah, it's kind of like no matter how fast or heavy we were playing, you could still hear everything pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, more so than the other rooms, I think. Um, and a better vibe in there too because the lights are a bit dimmer and yeah, the lamps carry the rest. So I do like the double doors of all the rooms. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, depending how we go, I don't think Harvest Trail will quite be ready at this point. But I've got to track Farthing Wheel, and I'll probably choose that room. Um, and I was thinking if both things were ready at the same time, we could save Monet and yep. split a room for like, you know, do a double session or something like that and see if they give us a discount and just fucking smash it out. Um, I mean, if you still wanted to jam next weekend without Ian, I wouldn't be against it if you wanted the extra time to cram it in a yeah. quicker. Yeah, I, I don't think it'll be there. too bad. But yeah, I'm thinking I'm flying to the States that night, so oh, yeah, maybe no, maybe not. Um, I'll just make a point of like practicing every day this week. Cause yeah, back at my old job this week, got a bit more of my time back. That's really what fucked me the last two weeks. Yeah. Being back on a shitty roster. So yeah. I'll tell you what, unload this shit. Look at this cyborg. Um, ram in, roll. Ram a roll in. Probably just fucking lie on the couch for a bit, eh? Sounds really good. Just, just chill. Maybe listen to a podge. Probably edit this whore of a thing up and get it scheduled <laughs> for next week. And then if we do a real one tomorrow, then I'll schedule that for midway through the US trip. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'll try and work on some band tools while you're away. Yep. Actually, that's probably what I'll do next Saturday. Maybe get my band tools shit in order. Yeah, I've got to really go through all those templates and shit and try and tidy all that up. Yeah. I don't want to just bust out some new episodes without at least making an improvement to the overall layout of everything. Looks like some fuckwit stolen our parking spot. Oh, so oh. maybe we just pull in to the actual thing. Oh well, podge over. Yeah. What song should we go out with? Catchy cunts. Um, Harvest Trail. Ah. <laughs> recording from today's. Yeah, but thing. the computer cut out. Remember? My iPhone. Have you just been recording the whole last bit? Uh, I recorded two songs. Okay, sweet. Send me that. <laughs> Oh, my God.